This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we're looking at some of the top maintenance tasks you should be doing around the house this time of the year. It's the end of February and the seasons are uh, changing rapidly. We were just looking at the weather report uh, before we came back in from the news and it's going to be like 72 on Saturday and then like 50 on Sunday. (laughs) Welcome to Mississippi. Right. Welcome. Welcome. So you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So uh, how are you fellas doing this morning? Man, I'm doing great. Glad to be back. Dell, you with oh, us? Oh, man, feeling good. There you go. Now, Jeff, you just got off an airplane from Vegas, right? We just got back from Vegas, and uh, I'm telling you right now, if you are interested at all about the building industry, uh-huh. go to the International Builder Show. So you said there was enough people to fill a small city? We had the biggest turnout of of as far as I can remember, right. as anyone else, we had over a hundred thousand people at this convention. Wow! My gosh, an entire <laughs> town full town. of people. That's right. Yeah. That's right. To to look, talk, taste, feel all about the housing industry. Wow! I mean, That's anything amazing. and everything. Okay. So, all very right. exciting. Dell, were you uh, up on roofs this week or what? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know it. Well, it was a fairly dry week, so you got to be on roofs. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we've learned how to dodge the storm. We'll finish right before it rains and things like that so we can get that test right then. Well, I wanted to say something before we got into anything is that our state, unfortunately, got hammered in the past couple of days with water. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say to all those folks on the eastern side of the state, especially, you know, in the Columbus, the Starkville area, right. that kind of thing, that... Look, this is the time. This is the time. I know that uh, the world seems absolutely wrecked right now, but in no time at all, your streets are going to be swimming with contractors. And um, I do want to say that, you know, those folks, a lot of those folks are there to help you. That's right. And and I know that you need the help. Uh, do yourself a favor and keep on your uh, on whatever device you use to look at the Internet close, uh, your phone, whatever, and MSBOC. Yes. Mississippi State Board of Contractors. Um, that is uh, the site you want to look at. MSBOC. Is that a, is yeah. that a dot org or a dot it, com? It, yes, okay. it is a dot org. And and unfortunately, um, with that statement that you just made, there mm-hmm. will be um, a lot of contractors in your town. Right. Do your homework. Yes. Yes. Do your homework. Buy local. Yes. And and what I mean by local mm-hmm. is local Columbus. Right. Buy Columbus. Don't right. don't don't buy Jackson unless you have to. Right. So um just you know do do your do your due diligence and do and do your homework. Yes, yeah, so use some common sense too. Don't just give a person a hundred percent of the money up front. That's a good thing to say, oh, yeah. Dale. Never pay somebody a hundred percent up front. No. Just don't. No, no. Don't do it. If they it's, say, look, if you'll give me all of the money, I can buy the equipment and go get the job done. Yeah. I can you leave know, town a, faster. A, mm-hmm. a, a, a good way to do it, because at the same time now, we have to be fair to the contractor. Yes. 
So, and this is our company policy. Mm-hmm. When material, when materials arrive on your job site, mm-hmm. cut the contractor a check. Okay. Or to play it one better step, find out where the contractor got the material. Uh-huh. Very simple to do. Either cut the check directly to that supplier. Right. Or at least follow up with that supplier. Hey, did... Did I know material arrived on my job site? Um, did you receive a check yet? Right. You know, it's checks and balances. It's mm-hmm. not that we don't trust each other. It's checks and balances. Right. And earning and that trust. It is. It is an earning, and it is this time. You know, this happens in Mississippi. We have tornadoes. We have floods. We have all kinds of stuff. It's happened again, and I just want to make sure folks know that you do have a choice when thinking of contractors always. And if somebody uh, walks up to you and offers to do a job for you, that's fine. But you should always get more than one quote on yes. everything. Yes. So, uh, you know, what? let's go ahead and talk to Gary real quick on the phone on the road. What's going on, Gary? Hang on just a sec. All right. Uh, let's see if we find the button. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> ooh, ooh. There we go. Gary, you with us? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. So what's going on, yeah. man? Uh, I got a mold problem in a efficiency apartment attached to my house. Yep. And it's around the top of the ceilings and the walls. I don't have an attic because it's a flat roof and uh, the decking is the ceiling. Okay. I was, I've got a professional, uh, good, reputable company coming in to do eradication on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've got some mold around the baseboards on the paneling. Should I rip that paneling and insulation out or wait and see what they say? No, you need to wait. Um, and and also understand you have microbial growth. Yeah. Uh, there's only there, – there, in order for that to happen, they have to have a food source and a water source. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. So we have to eliminate you, – you can't eliminate the food source. Yeah, I live on a lake, Okay, and there's a high moisture. I'm running a dehumidifier yep. 24-7. Okay. Something, something is going on. You're getting water in the wall. Something is going on. Let the professional come in, evaluate. It's just like going to the doctor and getting a checkup. Let's see what's wrong. Once we, once we know what's wrong, we can cure it. Okay. So let's, let's, okay. Don't, let's don't try to chase the problem yet. Yeah, and it's got a metal roof on top of shingles. So, I understand. You know, that's and, another deal. So. But but yeah. it, it's in nine times out of ten, these things are very simple. You've got some water coming in. Let's stop the water and, and repair the damage. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Y'all have right. a good day, and God bless. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. So if you want to give us a call, it's 877-MPB-RING. A lot of stuff going on this weekend for me. I had a, a tree fall on a fence in my backyard. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the rain and stuff loosened up. There's a little yep. creek running behind my house. and a little. Uh, all the rain loosened up this tree that was back behind on the other side of the creek. But it, the tree was big enough that when it fell, it, it hit my uh, chain link fence. Oh, wow. So, But uh, I was able to go out there and, and put on the rubber boots and chainsaw it out of there and get yep. it down. So. Uh, so that was there. So but you, you, you you got some free firewood. I did. I got some free firewood, and it's you know it's fun anytime you get to pull the chainsaw out. Of course. So, I mean that's like a big thing. Yes. Yeah, it's like your best toy. Yes. Anyway, 
also, this lady across the street, <laughs> this is another thing, folks. You want to remember this. This lady across the street got um, bought the house across the street from me, and she went shopping. What would she buy? A new fridge, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. She got a new house, got a oh, new fridge. Of Did she measure the hole before she got the fridge? <laughs> no. Of course not. No. No. Won't so, fit. No, it won't fit. So, uh, so there I am over at her house with a sawzall, oh, making a bigger yes. hole. Nice, you know, because she wanted that well, fridge. She I didn't understand. want to change fridge. She wanted to. So, in uh, in cabinetry, uh, you know, in refrigerators did get a lot larger over the they years. They did a lot yeah, larger. They, yes. So along with washers and dryers, right? And this this particular one was about an inch too tall, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. So I had to had to come off the top a little bit so we could slide this fridge yeah. back in there. So, but anyway, those things those things happen. Make sure to take a tape measure with you when you go to the uh, to the store. Now, the past couple of weeks we've been doing our tip of the week, and after I talk to Armin, I'm going to come back with the tip. Armin uh, is calling from Memphis. What's going on, man? Yeah, Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I have a question about uh, installing a heat circulating pump um, and recirculating pump. And basically, my question is uh, whether or not I can, I should hire someone. Um, uh, so what I what I did is I went to the heater uh, that's in the attic, and I looked at the output, uh, the output, the hot the hot part port. And there's a pipe that comes out of it, and there's some blue stuff on the thread uh, yeah. that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can take out the pipe and put the pump back in, but uh, the blue stuff uh, scares me. And I got, some, I got some estimates, and the plumber wants $400 to just take out that pipe and put in the pump. Uh, so I was wondering, I, <laughs> I would call you to figure out whether I'm, being taken advantage of, or is something I can do myself? You only got uh, one estimate. To answer your question, you're probably not getting taken advantage of. Most okay. plumbers are going to be somewheres in the neighborhood of a hundred bucks an hour. Um, okay. Obviously, pulling your driveway that's a hundred dollars, right? So, uh, and that four hundred that's probably parts and labor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's a fair price. Right. Now, okay. the but as Dell said, getting other uh, bids would be sure. uh, not bad. And, and then to answer the other part of your question, is this something you can do yourself? Uh, I, I think it is. It probably is. Um, yeah. Do a little stuff, research. Yeah, there's, the blue stuff scares me. Like there's, uh, It's on the threads. On the, on the, I'm pretty sure I can turn off the... Armin, water, yeah. Armin, I've used, uh, I used to work on cars a lot. Loctite? And blue stuff is Loctite. Loctite? Yeah. Loctite is something that is used on a lot of bolts. Um, and, you know, its job is to keep that bolt where it is. Yeah. But it's uh, basically uh, okay. a, a, a glue adhesive type substance that keeps that yeah. uh, thing from, from moving. From vibrating, from getting loose. It also, a lot of times, if it's the blue type, it, 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 if you'll notice, it marks over the lip. A lot of times. And the reason for that is that uh, it shows you where that thing screwed into and how tight it screwed. So when you take it off and put it back on, you're only supposed to screw it that tight. Otherwise, you'll go too tight. So you go to to the blue lines, meet up to them till they till they match. All right. Well, I'm about to find out. I'm going (laughs) to. Good. I love it. All right. 
All right, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. You know, you know, it, it, that, that's what this show's about. Right, yes. It's, it's about giving the people the confidence to do it. That's right. I mean, you know, number one, safety's number one. Right. Power's off, water's off, mm-hmm. whatever. But try it. I mean, right. Yeah, do on. Well, I've got one for you here, okay? All right. We've been doing the tip of the day for the past couple of weeks. Jeff, you opened yep. it up with one. Uh, Dale, you had a tip last week. And I am going to uh, do this tip of the week. I'm going to steal this one. Good. Okay. The tip of the week. I think we've all stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to steal this one from one of our listeners, Mark Hill in Meridian. Okay. He says, and I went home last night. I read this yesterday. I went home last night and tried it, and it works. Ready? Grab an electric razor. It can double for a stud finder. Mm-hmm. Like a, a, a face razor, yeah, mm-hmm. a razor for your face. Put the razor, run the razor across the wall with it, with it on, with the power on. So it's a little vibrating, a little right. vibrator, right? When the tone changes, you're on the stud. Nice. And it I, works. That, that is good. I did it last I night, like and that. it works. So you take, like I've got just this Norelco razor, right, that I use on my face. Well, you take it, and you run it across the wall. It doesn't leave any marks or anything. And, you know, you feel the vibration, and all of a sudden, it'll get, the frequency will get higher and higher and higher, and you and then you, like, thump or tap on it, and right. you're right on it. Wow. Yeah, it works every time. That's nice. I know. That's a nice tip. <laughs> so, so you just listen for the tone to change. Yeah. When the tone changes, you're on it. Okay. I, I think that tip is worth some money. We just gave it away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well... Uh, here we go, folks. Time for us to take our first break of the hour looking for your home improvement questions today. Also, through the show, we'll look at some uh, home maintenance you should not neglect. If you've got a question or want to share your home maintenance tips, join the conversation and give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Got an email here, uh, gentlemen, and here we go. It says, gentlemen, hi, we have a driveway that is a repeated mud puddle. Mm. We have recently spread gravel over the area, but I was wondering if there was something I can spread over the gravel that would help absorb the water and strengthen the ground. Did not the Romans use lime or something similar? Any help would be appreciated, Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca's exactly right. Lime is something that will dry um, ground. Uh Uh-huh. Now, but then what? Well, right, Rebecca. What what are you going to do next time it rains? Right. So <laughs> let, let's let's think this thing through a minute. You have a drainage problem. Mm-hmm. Let's get the driveway where it's draining. If it's draining, put your gravel on top of it. it the water's going to drain through that gravel. Mm-hmm. Now, the only time we would use lime is on a piece of ground that we need to dry it up immediately so we can get a foundation put in. Right. We can we can get some construction work done. Mm-hmm. It's not a one-time throw the lime on there and everything's cool. It's cool till it rains again. Okay. 
So. All right. So, well, and it sounded like she had some uh, low grade, low grade. Sure. In, it, it's, yeah. it's simply not draining. Possibly need to build up. Work. Yeah, a little dirt work. Yeah, uh, to build up so that it stops. Mm-hmm. She she should have it looked at with a trained eye to see uh, what it's going to take. Like you said, to get the proper training. Right. Someone needs to show up with driveway. an instrument mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and and check your grade. Wow. All right, fellas, uh, thank you very much. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Also, uh, you can send an email, like that person, to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. If you you thought you might have heard an answer and you didn't quite catch it, you can catch us on podcast. Just go to mpbonline.org or any of your podcasting apps. All right, 877-MPB-RING, and it is the end of February. Spring should be coming around uh, in a couple of weeks. As a matter of fact, yesterday, as I was driving home, my next-door neighbor, because it was fairly decent outside, decided to go ahead and knock the weeds down for the first time of the season. Mm-hmm. And that drove me crazy, because that should be illegal during February. Exactly. Right, because that means because now, now that i got to do it. You have to do it. Right. And, and if I'm you don't do it. That. Right. Oh, it's yeah, your side of the fence is going to be covered. Right. And she took the only dry time we had. Sure. So it's not even fair. No. Anyway, uh, it's in February. It should be uh, coming up in the next week. Gutters and downspouts, folks. We didn't talk about this. I saw someone yesterday, Dale, as I was driving by a home in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. had just uh, done a new paint job to the house. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they were doing uh, black gutters and downspouts. And they painted them. Wow. Right. And I thought, I wonder how long that's going to stay there. What, what, what do you guys think? How long do you think the paint will stay there if it's on a, if it's on a metal gutter? Well, hopefully the proper prep work was done and the proper paint. And, mm-hmm. Right. Not just some Krylon, yeah. uh, you know, spray paint. Yeah, some, it peels some off. Interior latex. We uh, found that out with uh, some, with our roofing flashing um, pipes and things. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to paint them, they come in a meal finish, but the paint will not last. It's, really? You know, it's just going to peel off. Now, we can get away with painting the plastic and, and the other fixtures, but that... Um, the metal won't work? Metal, no. Okay. And we've used all type of techniques. You, you'll overdo it. Now, what happens if a, if, a, if a gutter, like, kind of unattaches from a house? You know, yeah, sometimes they'll like mm-hmm. come up. What do you do? How can you fix you that? Get you some of that um, gutter seam um, caulk and they have some that? of those. Oh yes, it, it's is it's that gummy. is that caulk gummy. different than others? Yes, yes. Uh, it's gummy and it can um, retrieve the water back. But you still want a dry surface. You want a clean surface. You want to put some of those um, little fine metal cutting screws in with the little washers, or to just seal the screws themselves too. Oh, okay. All right. So right. put it back together and, and you know, put your caulk on it and, and um, screw it up. One of the other things that uh, I'm about to do, we do it every spring, is the siding. We've got to clean the siding. I've got oh, a, yeah. I've got one side of my house. What, what are they always uh, The north side? Is it the north it's side? Got, got the algae. Yeah, that's got the algae. Yeah. So it's time to get that, uh, time to begin that process again for the for the year. All right, uh, Gerald's on the line in Oxford. No. Yeah. No, not yet. Um, what do you clean your um, siding with? The siding? I, I, you know what? I, I read an email about this yesterday. We, we've talked about this so many times, but, you know, I, I use a bleach mix. Okay. Honestly. Homemade. Yeah, yeah, a homemade bleach mix. It's it's cheap. It's going to do pretty much the same thing, the stuff that comes out of the bottles. Of course the, it is. You know. Yeah. So, um, and, and you just buy one uh, 
pump bottle. Mm-hmm. You know, the pump bottles don't cost that much. If you, but you got to get the right kind of sprayer. I've, I have a second story in my house, so okay. the sprayer's got to oh, yeah. got to have some oomph. You know, so do you bubble bath it? You know, elbow or just spray it? Uh, when at one time a couple of years ago it got really bad, oh, and man. I did go ahead and just bring out a brush, and there's no better way to do it yes. than I could figure it out. Um, and and it always looks like new afterwards. Oh, yeah. It looks great. looks like you just bought a house. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gerald's on the line in Oxford. What's going on, Gerald? Yeah. I um, live on a lake, and I'm at the low point uh, from my neighbors. So whenever it rains, uh, the rain comes off of the hill and makes a river through my yard <laughs> going to the lake, and I'm getting washed out right there at mm. the base. Uh, of the property. I have a small retaining wall, but even with the retaining wall, when the water rises above it, Mm. it's washing out the base of my yard through erosion. And I'm wondering, I I understand I probably need to put more dirt there, but what type of uh, plant or uh, sod would you recommend that I could put there to keep or stop the... uh, Washout, which is not aggressive, but it certainly is gravity. Right. A filter would be a really great question sure. on that one. I know at my house, the wet spot in our house is where we plant the lilies, yeah. and they're just blowing up everywhere. Now, now, Gerald, is this water, is it coming off of your neighbor? Is your neighbor dumping water onto you? No, no. My neighbor's not dumping water. It's a natural... I got you. Perfect. Off, Perfect. Uh, the, the street. Okay. Going away from me uh, I, to the east. I get so there it. are about three properties that sit above me, uh, height-wise, and I'm at the, I'm in the valley. Okay. So uh, okay. So natural, it, natural it, it, water flow. Once the ground becomes saturated, it makes about a five-foot-wide river. Okay. That comes through my neighbor's yard into my yard, heading wow. to the lake. Okay. Natural river. I understand. But at the base of my yard is is washing me out. Okay. Um, I've I've had some extensive training on on this water issue just from particular neighborhoods that we have built in. Uh, and you've answered the question. It is natural water flow. Um, talking with some engineers that I have spoken with, grass is your best. Water mover, okay? Meaning, make sure you have a good stand of sod in your swale. Now, according to the new Home Warranty Act, um, and it's either someone will call and remind me, I hope, (laughs) it's either 42 or 72 hours. I think it's 42 hours. If that water has left your property in 42 hours, that is proper drainage. Really? Yes. So, so now, two days after, if it's still if wet. If it's still standing, if it is still standing water. Two days after. According to the new Home Warranty Act, mm-hmm. there's a problem. Now, uh, let's, let's take that a step further. I'm not saying we cannot make this better, and we can. But unfortunately, Gerald, it may take a... A drain tile and a drain pipe to move that water faster, and that—that's the issue you have. You, it won't leave your property fast enough. That sounds like a great idea, Gerald. Do you know what he's talking about there? Like well, a river rock. But I do. But 
the water leaves my property, but the problem is taking some of my pollution. And it's washing um, it away. Yeah, okay. You need to slow it down. You need to slow yeah. the water down. Is the issue right. is a is is a, uh, a wall or some dirt moving possible? A, uh, yeah. a railroad tie, a railroad tie on a V would would slow it still down. be somewhat attractive, and then uh, slow that water down, and then put some river rock on that to kind of buffer mm-hmm. that water some. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, would, would possibly right. work. All right, Gerald, we appreciate it. I, ho- I hope that helps out. Uh, I did like the tile. Uh, that was a that was a good idea. Yeah, raise that wall just a little bit and go ahead and make your swell. Like I said, you got five foot. Just make your nice five foot swell and and, and put some decorative rock in it. And, and slow it, it, slow okay. it down some. Right. All right, folks. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And uh, got another email here real quick. Guys, <clears throat> and, and, all right, we recently had our bathroom remodeled, and now when we turn the water on in the bathtub for the first time in the morning, it runs dirty for a few seconds. Mm. What is causing this to happen? Running dirty water. Yeah. Hmm. So when you when you first turn on the water in the morning, when you first turn on the water in the morning, and you're trying to get that first, I guess, hot water out in the bath, right. the uh, dirt comes out. I mean, like it's muddy water. Are they on a whale system? Wow. I don't know. They didn't say in the email. It, um, <laughs> it sounds like there's trash in the water heater. Um, oh, we, I, I wish we had him on the him or her on the telephone. So, so possibly uh, even um, uh, flush the flush the water heater. Now, keep in mind, it is a closed system. Mm-hmm. Your water is coming from, like Dale said, either a well mm-hmm. or city or county water. It's a closed system. Right. You know, you've heard of boil water notice. Uh-huh. The reason we get a boil water notice is because there's a bre- breach in that closed system. Right. Okay. So drain the water heater, clean it out real good, uh, should solve your problem. And if it's electric, some people replace the uh, elements, and uh, that helps sometimes. All right. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. You know it's time for another break. And uh, if you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Talking about your home improvement projects and maintenance tips to keep your home ready for the changing season or just Sunday. Stay tuned for DIY tips and advice. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. If you want to give us a call, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Got uh, an email while we're on break here, folks. Here we go. We're, we're back to kind of the septic thing here. Good morning guys y'all are uh are going to love this one Uh oh <laughs> i have a septic tank and my property is very flat every time it rains we cannot use our toilets you don't want to know <clears throat> the septic tank fills up with water i've been told i need longer field lines but i wanted y'all's take on it is there anything i can do that's not going to break the bank uh to help fix this problem thank you love the show i think if your septic tank is filling up with water that's not what it was designed to do 
No. Okay. So again, we've got a drainage problem. Right. We're, we're draining our rainwater into our septic tank. Yikes. Now I just had one installed in our cabin at the country. Uh-huh. Um and what what we did, we brought it out of the ground about six or so inches mm-hmm. and then we just landscaped around that with a nice slope, slope away from mm-hmm. the lid. So she's got hers probably already in the ground now. Yeah. So is there any way to, to stop this water flow? I, I think you're going to have to build a crescent, you know, around the so need a lid. this this inlet and and get it built up. You know, yep. like a levee. A levee. Oh, yeah. Damn around so. around right. the around well, the uh, opening. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a levee because that's going to hold water. <laughs> we'll I, push I, it away. I and, think you're yeah. going to dome it up. Right. And um, but didn't she say that they just had it installed? Um, no, I have a septic tank in my property. It's very okay. flat. Yeah, and, and it's flat. Right. Yeah. Low so, grade. So okay, so build up ground around it mm-hmm. so over that the water will over it. So it domes over this septic tank, so that the water will go around. So it. the water will not sit there on top of the tank. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. All right. That's good. All right, let's go to the phones real quick. Aaron is on the line in Jackson. And, Aaron, you were talking about the dirty water problem. What's that about? Yeah, and actually, i got two things. The one y'all were just talking about. Uh, first, let's address that. The, the oh, the septic tank, tank? Go for it. Filling up. And I've seen this just this week. Um, it's a long shot on hers. But uh, <laughs> ask, make sure that she hasn't had any drain work done at her house and uh-huh. that somebody mistakenly grab the four-inch septic line thinking it's a drain line that they could dump the gutters into. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that, that's a long I, shot, I but, that. yeah, I could see that. But if it's a new install or she's had some work, right? You know, I saw it done this week. It's rare. But, wow. Okay. And the second thing is that dirty water they're having, since they just had a bathroom remodel, uh-huh. I would think that they've got some ungalvanized pipe somewhere in the system. Oh, right that's, Maybe that's where they just did an addition to, and they put a, instead of galvanized right. pipe, for whatever reason. And it's thrown out um, the rust every time they turn it on? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. Are you a plumber, Aaron? Um, kind of, sort of. Okay. <laughs> no, you've got some plumbing knowledge. Actually, irrig- yeah, irrigation by trade. I got okay. you. Okay, right. good deal. All yep. right. All right, guys. Great yeah, Aaron, you. you're going to have to hang on, okay? we got to get your number. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go anywhere. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can also send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. You know what? We talk about this French drain thing all the time. This always comes up because I, I guess as we have made it common to know on this show, water is the enemy of your home. Yes. So did the French claim that? Did the French claim the drain? Yes. Any more than they did the fries, I guess. Is that right? Right. Uh, So, okay, we've got a little tutorial here I'm going to do real quick. And this is just a quick and dirty how to build a French drain. Okay? nice. All right, here we go. So write this down. Building a French drain. First, locate the appropriate area of the yard for excess water to be rerouted. Choose a location where the flow of water won't affect neighboring properties. We just heard about that today. Mm -hmm. Determine a slightly downward sloping route at least one meter from the walls or fencing that's clear of any obstruction, such as posts, trees, shrubs, and uh, use striping spray paint to mark drainage route. Mm -hmm. How far is a meter? Say what? How far is a meter? Uh, You're looking at just a little bit less than a yard. 
Okay. All right. And uh, referring to uh, spray paint marks, use a shovel. Now, now this is where we get tricky here. Oh, Dell's wow. going to help me out. Uh, use a shovel to dig a, it says, a six-inch wide trench with a depth no greater than that of the nearest foundation. Is six inches uh, wide enough, do you feel? Well, not really in my in my case because I like to go bigger, you know. <laughs> Um, right. Okay. I'm just saying, if you're going to do a um, a fridge drain, make sure that it's going to work properly. You don't want to put a little two inch pipe in the ground or three inch. Okay. I, I, I preferably recommend eight to ten myself because we have heavy rains every now and then. Okay. And so, your drain will not function. All right. So there's that, and it says once you dig that trench, um, you know, like you said, eight to ten inches, you add a three inch layer of gravel along the bottom. Okay. Okay. Then use a landscape fabric to line the entire span of the trench atop of the layer of gravel, okay. leaving roughly about ten inches of, ac- of excess fabric on each side of the trench. Okay. Okay. Uh, place the drain pipe atop of that fabric lining, then add gravel covering the pipe completely. Leave about five inches between the top of the gravel and the ground. Okay. Yeah, so you right? definitely want a downhill flow. Okay. Uh, use this, uh, fold the excess fabric over the gravel, creating an overlap. This will help protect the line uh, drain pipe. And what it is, the drain pipe, uh, when you put the rocks over it and everything, this liner keeps it from a lot of dirt and junk getting in there. Debris getting into the pipe. Right. Mm-hmm. Then uh, this is, this is going to help protect the, the, the drain pipe. Then you use a shovel to fill the trench with sand and then topsoil. You can cover the sand and topsoil with turf and then add a, a bed of stones around, open the end of the drain pipe right there, uh, a tile, whatever you want to do. But that's pretty much the basics of putting one in the ground. A, mm-hmm. a long trench. Um, and you know what? If I was at the home store the other day, and you can now simply buy a section of French drain piping. Have you guys seen this? Mm-hmm. Where basically it has the pipe, then you have... Um, uh, fill, I guess, uh, like popcorn or something like that around the pipe, and then oh, like yes. this uh, a, a fabric stretch over the top. So basically, mm. it's the entire French drain. You just lay it in there. Yes, yes. You know? So, and of course, it's going to cost a little more if you do it that way. Right. But it well, does make it. It does skip a lot of steps. Convenience normally costs more. Right. All right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Got another uh, email. Would love suggestions. Uh, Odell would love suggestions for removing a popcorn ceiling and painting the ceiling after. All right, we we covered popcorn ceiling before, but uh, and, and Dale always loves this one because it's probably his favorite job. No, 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 it's like wallpaper. No, right, no, look, no. There's there's no fun way to do this. There mm-hmm. is only the dirty working hard all day yes. way to do this. And they do make the tool the. Um Popcorn ceiling uh, scraper, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little gadget. It's made for that, and it works, but it's still... Um, uh, it is a process, elbow, folks. It takes a minute. Elbow operator. And it's a mess. It is a mess. I will say yes. that if you if you love your floors, take a picture. But again, mm-hmm. that's what this show's about. It's mm-hmm. uh, to give you the confidence to do it. That's right. So, so you can get up there and you can do this. It just, it's going to, you know what, put yeah. on your overalls and, right. and wear safety yeah. glasses. And a dust mask. And a dust mask because it's going to get ugly. However, however, it is, I've done it in my own home. 
and mm-hmm. it is a worthwhile project. You know, the end result is so pleasing. Oh, it's so can gorgeous. You, can you imagine back in the day when we were building new homes, uh-huh. and whoever came up with the popcorn ceiling? Right. I mean, just mm-hmm. think about that. <laughs> See, it was a mess back then. Yeah. Because you got that popcorn everywhere. Right. Which had to be scraped off the floor, scraped off the walls. Where, where can we find this guy? Uh, right. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay. You know what? We're going to uh, talk to Bob and Jackson here in just a moment, but it is time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered on this morning. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. All right, let's go straight to the phones. Bob's on the line, has been waiting and uh, asking about a septic tank. Or you had a comment about the septic tank thing. Yeah, I did. Um, I think the problem, uh, the key element here was the person said that their property was flat. Right. So there's mm-hmm. no place for the septic field to drain to. Mm-hmm. So once the ground becomes saturated, it's going to fill up field pipes and back into the septic tank. So covering the septic tank's not going to help. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Pretty much pretty much the only solution is going to be a larger field. Ah. Well, I think that was mentioned, a larger a larger a larger field lines. Yeah, but that's be yeah, expensive, and that was one of the criteria. Yeah, yeah she mentioned that that she could uh, just uh, go longer on the field lines. What, what and, Bob's yeah. saying it makes sense now. It's not the top of the septic tank filling up; it's the field lines are saturated so right. bad it cannot get the get the sewage water out. Right, Bob? Correct. Any okay. thoughts on how to fix it, Bob? A larger field. I, larger fields, your only option. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Bob. We appreciate it. And um, and to Connie, um, I think uh, Connie, who emailed this morning and asked that question, that she sounds knows. like a good answer. Yeah, I, I think Connie had the answer. Unfortunately, she, she, gave she us wanted the a better answer, answer. And then Bob verified it. Right. All right, let's go to Steve in Mobile. What's going on, Steve? Well, I had uh, a few points to make on your French drain discussion. Yes, sir. Um, that particular drain was uh, was in eighteen fifty six. Uh, drain in a book by a guy named Henry French, who was a farmer in New Hampshire. French drain was named after a guy named French? Yes. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Dude, I had he, that uh, at the Lou. I mean, I, I like... In, in, that was in France. Right, yeah. Alright, be nice now. He, uh, <laughs> he, he, he built that because his fields wouldn't drain, and he wrote a book called Farm Drainage, and in it he featured that drain. And he did not mean for that drain to do a couple of things. One is to keep water away from a house because it is a bottomless drain. Any water that it collects, which is usually sheet drainage, will go straight to the bottom and can run out if there's a way for it to run out. So if you put it next to a house, you can actually increase the amount of water going into a home. 
Oh wow! The second thing is that when you when you build it, if you if you cover the top uh-huh. with any kind of soil, you have to put some inlets, or water will never get into it. Right. Interesting. It'll it'll, sl- it'll slick up, and the water will run right past it, and you've got nothing. Huh. There are other kinds of drains, like skirt drains, umbrella drains that are that are made for houses. Um, the other thing is that bagged uh, NDS pipe you're talking about is covered with a geosynthetic aggregate that moves water about eight times faster than uh, gravel does. Really? So it's a great drain, but you just have to keep it to where water can get to it and get out of it. So, okay. so the one that I was talking about that you can get that's already kind of pre-made? You mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so on the top, you would just want to fill that with gravel? Fill it with gravel, you can you can do uh, you can do soil, but you need to put a uh, a box drain every so often to let water get into it. Got right. you. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. We appreciate it. Man, I love when pros call. Me too. This is great. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, Maurice, uh, Marcy. There we go. Marcy, not Maurice. There we go. Marcy, you with us? Yeah. So, so you were going to mention that popcorn ceiling. Yeah, we bought a house a few years ago and completely redid it and had popcorn throughout a lot of it. It was awful. And we ended up, we had deboard in a lot of the house, and we ended up deboarding the ceiling. And it turned out great, but it just depends on what look you Oh, hang on. You beadboarded the ceiling? Yes. That's opposed to taking those popcorn down. Yeah, we did both in some different rooms, but the beadboard turned out looking so good that's that so we, cool yeah if anyone board. knows uh, if if folks don't know what she's talking about it's a beadboard is 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 typically if you go to the stores it's it's a it's a manufactured product a lot of times um but but it it's it is in a pattern in which we might recognize as being similar to that of the uh uh paneling that we knew in the right, 70s right you know um, but you put it together, and uh, some call it wainscoting, beadboard, wh- whatever you want to call it, but it looks great. It looks mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, that's a great idea, Marcy. Well, it turned out looking great. So. Great. And avoid some, uh, avoid some elbow grease, too. There's so yeah. many things you can do with beadboard. If you, um, you know, you can run it on a fortifies, or you can run it different ways. Right. And it does, it's not expensive. It doesn't cost a lot. So. I don't know about that. It can get expensive quick. Right. All right. Thanks, Marcy. It's going to real be boy. Oh, okay. Thank That's you, Marcy. Right. We appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Brad and Pontotoc. What's going on, Brad? Hey, how you doing? Very hey, good. I had a tip uh, for the po- removing the popcorn from the ceiling. I do fire and water restorations. I've Oh, so you're going to suggest using fire to get rid of the popcorn? <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. No, uh, if you use a pump-up sprayer and some warm water, you uh-huh. lightly mist the popcorn ceiling and wet it and just uh-huh. wait about 10 minutes Yeah. and take a 10-inch sheetrock knife yeah. and scrape it, lay the knife pretty flat, it peels just off in a sheet and it doesn't make any dust. You know, you gotta you, be careful not to gouge the corners with your knife in it, and you it right. comes off amazing. You know, I tried that in my home, and it worked great until I got to one room where someone had painted over the popcorn. That oh, changed no. the game. Exactly. <laughs> if someone paints over the popcorn, it now becomes one single living, breathing giant organism on top of your. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. It is so difficult. <laughs> 
and 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 if you run into someone who's painted over the popcorn, I suggest going with that last lady's idea of beatboarding. Yeah, I just had a picture of you just going to town. And then all of a sudden you got to the one room. Yep, that's what it and was. And it all stopped. <laughs> and that's where that's where the temper tantrum happened yes, and everything. I yeah. see that. Right. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, Brad. We appreciate it. All right. Uh, which do we have? To, well, you know, I've got another email here. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, fix it, guys. Is there a way for a homeowner? Wow, we do this one all the time. Is there any way for a homeowner to know whether a wall is load bearing without a contractor looking at it? The wall in question is between my living room and kitchen. And now, isn't it always, isn't it always yeah. <clears throat> that wall between the living room and kitchen that everybody wants to blow out? And um, so, so okay, guys, here, here, here's your professional stuff right here. The question is, is there a way for a homeowner to know whether, is, you know, whether a wall is load-bearing, meaning sure. holding up the house, yep. without a contractor looking at it? Of course. Go for it. Of course. You have uh, okay, access who's doing it? Uh, access. What? Can, can you get in the attic? No, of course you can. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so, all right, go for it. Basically, you need to just look in there and see which way those um, ceiling joists are running. And if they're um, resting on that wall and, and if your Parallel? system is um, supported on that wall as well, then it's a low bear. That's right. If, if, your, if your ceiling system is cut at that wall. Do not remove it without without making provisions for that. Right. Now, if your ceiling system is going across that wall, mm-hmm. it's not a load-bearing wall. So perpendicular to the wall rather than parallel. Well, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying if, if your ceiling joist is cut off and it is resting on that wall, uh-huh. it is a load-bearing wall. That's a wall. load-bearing wall. Okay. That's right. Now, does that mean we can't remove it? No, it doesn't. We can, we can do that. We can act just like a case opening. We can act just like a window. We yep, put a header in it and, and transfer that weight to the floor. That's fantastic. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Okay. All right. And... Um, <clears throat> It always is that room, right? That, that one wall. Yes. Why do they build that wall? Yeah. Now, now getting back to reality, yes, it's probably load bearing, and it is probably full of electrical wires, right? And a gas pipe, right. and yes. just for yes. just <laughs> right. for icing on the cake, there's probably a water line running through there. Right. Just go for it. Sure. Take the saws all to it. That's right. All right. You know what? Uh, something neat. Uh, Java found a question: Is there a way to make the garbage disposal better? Check out this product. Okay. okay? All right. Uh, faucet manufacturer Moen has developed a new garbage disposal equipped with a movement sensing technology to illuminate the storage space under the kitchen sink. So when you when you go up under the kitchen sink to go grab a thing, whatever, it turns a light on underneath the kitchen so sink simple. so you can see what's going on. In the disposal. In the disposal. So simple. So you've already got it down there. May as well go ahead and put an LED God, on it. They're, I mean, they're, it's, it's cheaper than anything. It's simple ideas. I know. I know. If you, when, the, when the cupboard door is open, a light activates to give users more visibility under the kitchen sink. It's the first ever motion-activated lighted garbage disposable disposal, the company says. My gosh. Did you, uh, Jeff, did you see anything that cool with the... I'll uh, I, I tell, tell you what I saw, uh-huh. and it's made by Dyson. Okay, go for uh, it. It is a faucet. Uh-huh. On either <laughs> side of this faucet is two pipes. Uh-huh. I showed, uh, I showed y'all a picture of it. That is your actual hand dryer. 
It's so cool. <laughs> Folks, it looks okay. Think about looking at the top of like a Boeing jet. Okay. Yep. So you have that center part and the middle, and then on the sides where the wings are, that's kind of like what this sink looks like. Yep. Or this faucet looks like. And so I guess you wash your hands under the single part yes. and then put your to dry it, you put your hands under the wings. Right. And then and then you're thinking, man, I'm gonna run my dry hand over that water. It is engineered so well that the drying function of this faucet is away from the water far enough. The water doesn't come on. Your hands are dried instantly. It's not one of those things you dry them and then you dry them on your pants. <laughs> that is amazing. It's very nice. All in one. There you go. Well, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. Our, uh, for Dell Moore and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program. Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. They're going to teach you how to fix it. Join us this uh, next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.